0: One of us needs and appreciates all your support. There are times that come that you cannot believe are actually going to happen again in cinema. Points where you thought you would never see it happen again. A time where you can return to your youth. A time where Master returns to cinema. And we're not talking about Killers of the Flower Moon here. We're talking about Hayao Miyazaki's The Boy and the Heron. Hayao Miyazaki is I, I assume he's actually dead and being propped up by cybernetics at this point, right? He's I like 170 or I something. I assume it's
1: pure hatred of anime. <laughs> well, I was going
2: to say, like, you got to love, uh, they gave us literally the biggest press, you know, handout I've ever Did, had. I haven't had one of those in, yeah. like, years. I'm, saying. It's and so, look, yeah, I'm holding and, it right and now. And they had the quote from Miyazaki, the part of his pitch. and part of his pitch is like, look, I know I'm being selfish here because I could be dead halfway through this production but i'm making this movie like that's literally what he says this guy, this guy retires twice. more than
3: this guy retires more than kiss does yeah
0: no i mean seriously he's retired multiple times he smokes like a chimney yeah. like the guy's like uh, apparently said he has a three pack a day have and has for like 50 years mm-hmm. and yet somehow still apparently in pretty good health yeah <laughs> like you're like okay must be a japanese thing maybe it's like all this, kids, this sake. i don't smoking. know
3: smoking prolongs your life <laughs> well,
1: that's because he's said. got godzilla cells. Well, let's just
2: say you know all those old japanese people they just all go you know basically hiking every day up a mountain because they got nothing else they're doing
1: that's true it's all just if he lives in a rural area he's just that's all he has is walking but you he's know like
0: his recent stuff has been a little more real world oriented yeah. like a little more grounded like especially the wind rises was very much like a world war yeah. ii tale that was there was no fantasy in it it was it was just like it it harkened back to his earliest films where it was like i'm making a real drama about about real people, yada yada, and it is a very good film, but it's not what I think most Miyazaki fans want from Miyazaki no. because his strength is in fucking either delightful fantasy or super dark fantasy or some combination of the two. Yeah, uh, with no end of films that are just considered to be all time classics.
2: So many of his of movies that. are like the lighthearted Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, like a, <laughs>
3: I, I was just saying to Chris earlier this. uh the first what 30 minutes of this felt like Pan's Labyrinth to me a little bit.
0: There I mean that aspect is certainly there although I suspect it's more like Guillermo de Toro pulling from Miyazaki
2: <laughs> than the other way
0: around. Oh sure. and
2: I'm sure Guillermo would fully admit that too. Oh, 100%. He <laughs> oh, loves
0: anime. This new film returns to a previous era of Miyazaki-type films of that dark fantasy based though on a 1937 novel. Uh oh. yeah, exactly. That explains yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, which is which is I I was like, wow, this is based on I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of added stuff to it because this is a spirited away level surreal surrealist film in some ways yeah. where it's like you, it's a lot of dream logic. It's a lot of like, okay, you you have to like, you under, always understand what's going on, but you don't understand the rules of the world per se, other than because that's how it works. Yeah, you know, which I don't mind if it's done incredibly beautifully well, which I think it was in this particular case. Oh, sure, yeah,
3: you know, the animation's gorgeous.
2: It is probably like only competed with by the last Spider Verse movie as most beautiful animated film I've seen. 100%. And it has
1: the original name of the book, um, which translates to "How Do You Live." Yeah. Which I think is fascinating.
0: Yeah, because uh, this is a sort of afterlife story in some ways. Uh, but it takes place in 1943 during the Pacific War in Japan. Uh, there's a 12-year-old Mahito. His uh, mother is killed in a giant hospital fire. And one of the most spectacular animated sequences I've seen this year. It's and gorgeous. includes everything from the new Spider-Man film. I'm like, yeah. this was, I've never seen anything like it. No, just incredibly conceived.
2: There's this great feeling of him both, you know, Mahito's ignoring the people around him, but also them blending with like the ash of the air. And it's just yeah. like an ink blot of him moving through a sea of that. And it's yeah. stunning. And then the fire comes in and it's just it's riveting and the way when there's heat in the air, it wavers
0: your vision yep. that things look like sort of like distorted the way he uses that inside of it. It's just like, Oh my God. It's oh amazing. yeah.
3: It, it's, it's, it just, it feels nightmarish so much of it, even um, like more so than when they actually use it as a nightmare.
0: Yeah. Uh, yes. Which he has many nightmares, this young kid, as you might imagine about that experience. But year, a year later, his father, Mary, uh, Shoichi, uh, Shouichi, is that uh, runs at air munitions factory? He remarries his late wife's younger sister, Natsuko, which apparently is, was a thing. back Yeah, in the I was gonna day. say, um, uh, always feels weird to me, but that was definitely a thing. And
2: literally in the day. is having a kid with her that fast too. Yeah, the uh, goes to the victor does the
1: spoils is all I'm saying. Yeah, well, I mean,
0: she's <laughs> very freshly pregnant to be fair. So it's not like he w-
1: it was like three months or something. You know, well, it's like it's yeah. There's a gap like from that point when she died to that point because it would be weird if it was like and the next day. Oh, by the way, like yeah. We're we're gonna move with your aunt and. No, hey, she's so, my wife
3: uh, s- sorry about your sister hey what a bang <laughs> <laughs> but you know well, bang, mysteriously okay. the deeply uh, <laughs> uh, deep
0: attractive cut. natsuko like very hot natsuko <laughs> is single for some reason i'm not sure why but there we are probably and they, she lives on a creepy cursed
2: property It's well, probably yeah. part of that <laughs> they keep just, disappearing they, in the tower
0: they go to her huge estate in the countryside which is like this giant fucking house where she's got the a bedroom twice as big her bedroom is twice as big as my apartment yeah you know uh and like they live with all these what was it? i forget the name of the character from Spirited Away who's like the the old hag character
1: Oh um shit yeah, yeah I don't I know. Know. I, it's I, been yeah. like 20 Very years like, short, yeah. I was going to say Miyazaki
2: old women are basically only as recognizable as Monty Python old women Yeah, pepper yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: pots they're like these weird tiny short little mutant grandmas <laughs> that like just litter the place <laughs> they're just there everywhere they're like <laughs> when they first appear
1: it's almost like an infestation of old people yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, and and Mojito is having problems because, like, he, he's not getting along at school right off the bat. Um, he feels like he's being pestered by this gray heron. Remember the title, the boy and the heron, <laughs> that seems to be bothering him at the estate. And then eventually, is he thinks, maybe, because it's it's unclear what's dreams and what's not at points, is talking to him and tormenting him with his mom screaming for help. Uh Okay, that's disturbing, but he pursues the hero and he discovers this ruined tower in the woods near the house and basically decides, okay, I'm going to investigate this. So this is where the movie goes from this is more or less real, like realistic to, oh, we're tripping over into fantasy territory here <laughs> and... It is no small leap that it makes into fantasy territory there. Well, yeah. There's a point where he's just like he goes with one of the old crones from the house who falls him very reluctantly into the tower because the bird has told him, like, hey, uh, come with me. Your mom's actually secretly still alive and I can take you to her. And he does not trust this bird. And in fact, has built a bow and arrow out of its uh, with using fletching
1: from its own feathers. It's left behind. He
2: literally says. Oh, I know he's lying to me, but I got to at least fuck him up for yeah. it. What <laughs> I
1: found interesting about like the turn is that he hit, he does something that like he gets injured in a way that like makes you wonder at first if it's a dream logic thing. Yeah, because then immediately, like you said, you're like, okay, this is no longer just dream logic. He, he chooses to <laughs> injure himself
0: after school. Like, yes. like and injures himself quite badly. Um, uh, All that jam all over his face. feels like a a very, like, I just don't want to go back to that school type thing. But
1: maybe he overdid it. I think he just wanted to be left alone in general.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's a tense situation. Like, he is doing his best. Because it's Japanese films. An American film, he'd be going, you don't get it, bitch, to his (laughs) stepmom. Like, a a Japanese film, he's being nothing but fucking polite. But he does not want to be here. He does not like the situation. He also would make a band (laughs) with the Grey Heron, probably. (laughs) Or skateboarding. Or skateboarding. The moment we get into the tower... It is a flat out like Princess Mononoke, Castle in the Sky, uh, uh Spirit Away, sp- Spirit Away type film where it's like this is complete fucking dream logic fantasy. Yes. Um, but and here's the thing maybe the darkest fantasy Miyazaki has come up with yet because there's oh, a yeah. lot of horror elements. Oh, in 100%. This.
2: Yeah. My it's- biggest question walking out of that is besides the fact that just generally birds are assholes what else have birds done to miyazaki because <laughs> every bird in this movie is sucks a yeah. yeah or they, is they,
3: trying they, to kill him or both or, or shit on him. yeah like, there's just so much bird there's a shit. lot
0: of bird shit that no one comments on how much bird shit there is in this <laughs> movie everywhere, everywhere.
3: They're they get caked like,
0: yeah pretty much uh <laughs> but before we go any further into the actual reviews i am chris your host and joining me is spider mike howdy howdy
3: mike mccallister and
2: Ben, haven't seen you for a while on our review here, Ben. It's no. good to have you back. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a little bit. Again, glad man. to come out for what's probably the swan song of the greatest animator it's of been the a while. dude. He's yet there work. was no, no swans
1: no, at he, all.
3: Again, this guy retires <laughs> after every movie. I, I think as far back as like Spirit. I remember Spirit Away. He's like, "This is gonna be my last movie," and. <laughs> that he said that about uh, the was it the wind prizes, Yeah, that was gonna be his last movie, and now it's this. Well, and... I get
0: it. I think he is mystified as anyone that he's still alive.
1: Well, bro. he's yeah. he has such a weird like look in out life, and it's always funny to like see pictures of him and Junji Ito, and it's just always just like, hey, one of these guys does horror, and the other one doesn't, yeah, and you. And you
0: it's hard to tell which one would have Don't you wish Miyazaki would do a Genji Edo film? That'd I would be love amazing, that. But he's not going to. Anyway, but the, I think at this point, maybe it's that his son is such a competent animator himself. He did the wonderful up on Poppy Hill that maybe he's thinking, well, if I die, my son will just take well,
2: over. Well, the funny thing is, so literally, as I said, like they gave us this big press thing, and literally the first part of this part they gave him the project proposal is there's nothing more pathetic than telling the world you'll retire because of your age and then making another comeback. And it's yeah, like
3: you hear that, Gene Simmons
2: but you know i get it here
1: gene Simmons is gonna have holograms now uh,
2: like wind
0: rises feels like a deeply personal film that is like just that story you wanted to tell but nobody wanted to produce earlier <laughs> you know yeah it's like there's not a lot here outside of for you uh but a beautiful film but still one that's difficult to watch only because it's clearly just for miyazaki this is miyazaki going I want to go out on a good note, and I'm going to take all the parts that people loved from my most beloved films and sort of cram them together into one I mean, thing.
3: When we were talking earlier, we, you, you mentioned Twin Peaks, and yeah, it is kind of like his Twin Peaks, like his David Lynch type movie.
0: It's his most dream logic film. No, it's question. insane.
1: It's one of the most insane things I've ever seen him do. By the time it was done, I looked over at Mike and was like, I don't know what the fuck happened for some of this. No,
3: I, I got- that, that was the way I wrote my comment card, which I'll post on my social media. It said like. It beautifully animated but fuck just happened
1: yeah i get what happened
0: but i get it in again that david lynch sort of dream logic way i followed the story i understand how one thing led to the next i got, I got all of that it's just that this is a world that rules are beyond its main character and like he yeah, he's just going with the flow as it is and so is the audience where it's like yeah this is how this works okay we're going from Go. this this thing to this <laughs> thing and i think there's a sort of I think there's a real beauty to the way he goes into that world. and I know, Mike, it didn't work for you as well as it did for me, which surprises me because, again, you're as big a David Lynch fan as I am in Twin Peaks. Yeah. But this 100% is going up to maybe my
3: top five
0: Miyazaki films. Really? Yeah.
3: I'd I, I say, yeah. It, I, I, it sounds like I, I hate it. I did not hate it all. I, I like it a lot. I think it's a gorgeous movie. I do like following where it's going. Mm. But uh, maybe it's just because I've never been the biggest Mizaki guy that I just – again, I, I was a little bit lost in it as much as I was willing to go for the ride. It's like, okay, so now he's out at this beach area. There's a girl with a, uh, a boat, and there's a bunch of weird, smiley, cutesy cum Pokemon. <laughs> and <laughs> –
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, there's always a weird little like cute bulbous thing in Miyazaki films that's going to happen. at. Some yeah, I was going to like say,
2: that. you're definitely maybe out of your element in a Miyazaki movie if the little cute weird creatures are the thing that throw you. <laughs> yeah. I will say the most lynching moment for me is honestly when like the old grandmas are all telling the dad, hey, by the way, um, you know, your son and your wife are missing. So we're kind of on a weird cursed lot. Here's a bunch of really terrible, like mystical things that have been going on basically since we had uh, Sorry emperors. Sorry we didn't tell you dynasty. this before you moved here. <laughs> yeah, which like, well, that's is each... not so lynching for me. That's like, wait, what? It's like, yeah, we're just kind of in a cursed area. Yeah, Don't worry about it. Well, They're my favorite the... thing
1: about it is that he's, been, he's already been married into this family before. So it's even weirder that he definitely doesn't know about these well, things. Well, I mean, he didn't have to go out to this house because it all happens at this location.
0: And you're just like, okay. And then there's a lot of stuff but it never as came the film once. goes along that you're like all right so the wife was had had an experience herself with this world and it really gets into the whole like how all of this world is connected to his family and i found that stuff just like riveting. I, oh, I mean too. really once I get into the third act and it starts actually explaining some to some degree the degree why things happen here the way they do and how it's connected to his family. I was like, this is amazing.
2: I almost wanted more of that, and that's part of my my issues with the film is that I'm like, as you said, that gets so riveting that I'm like, okay, the visuals have been holding me, but this is really great. And then it does get more wishy-washy with the dream logic, which is great. I still love that stuff, but yeah, I'm like No, you built such a great world that you're now giving us pieces of, and I want to follow those threads if we can. I will say, though, as far as the beauty, the biggest thing that I kept noticing is I love how the different styles are blended. Like, you see the backgrounds. They are like a matte painting. Yeah. yeah. And it's... All,
0: like in every Miyazaki
2: film. I know, but I'm just yeah. saying, like, it's so just rich in this movie where, like, you've seen that rich countryside mixed with, like, Miyazaki's classic animation style oh, for say, the characters in I,
0: I always say, every time I see a Miyazaki film, the, first, the, the that moment where you're like, oh, they're going into a fucking beautiful oil painting. The first thing I think is dream... Uh, uh, what uh, dreams may come? What dreams may come. Yeah. And I'm like, oh... This is this guy's been doing this for for fifty years. It's just so perfect every time.
1: Yeah, Yeah. agreed. Yeah, this movie is not even in in my top five of his movies, like at all. Like I, I, I like the the visuals a lot about it, but I really, I think it was just so slow in the beginning, and then all the stuff that I found the most interesting didn't really kick in until halfway through the second or third act, or in the beginning of the third act, and like I and like yeah, once I, I started understanding more of what was going on I was like okay now I'm really into it and then it just sort of ends yeah and then I was just like okay I guess that happened but like cuz I really liked I like really liked the acting from everybody um because we watched to, the subtitle. To preface, version. yeah, we've. To, the way
2: it's I meant people, to
1: be. Yeah, for people wondering whether or not, you know, like, maybe the how was Robert Pattinson? We didn't watch the dub version. We yeah, watched the subtitle. I was going to say, if
0: you do see the dub version, it's Robert Pattinson, Karen Fukuhara, Gemma Chan, Christian Bale, Mark Hamill, Florence Pugh. Jesus Christ. So I'm sure it's Willem still Def- fantastic. Willem Dafoe and cast. Dave, Mate- Dave Batista. Honestly, so did Miyazaki...
3: they get the DeVito to play the Heron?
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> ironically not. not. Um, Miyazaki films are the one exception to the never watch this uh, the dub version yeah. for anime where i'm always like dude they always get top of the line cast for them and it's like b- i no- actually prefer kiki the good witch and the uh, kiki's version. delivery service kiki's delivery service yeah so, i yeah. agree
2: just because phil hartman the cat which 100 always i always forget yeah. that's who that was and it's, uh, honestly yeah. Kiki's delivery service is the first one i saw i still love it to death and honestly both versions are so good yeah but that's the thing with all of his movies in as mike said though the voice acting he, even in the Japanese, like, he, you know, there is some anime where, you're like, it doesn't translate when you're hearing it in the Japanese, I find. This is definitely one of them where it's like, it doesn't matter. The energy of the performances, just understand these characters. He is, this is why he's the best director in yeah. the world of this stuff, because he knows how to direct a voice actor no matter what to fit the characters in the design, the story he wants to tell.
0: And I, I know I said earlier about like his last film was so personal. This actually is as well because yeah. apparently uh, Mojito, the protagonist, is is deeply modeled after his own childhood. His father was employed by a company that did manufactured fighter plane components. His uh, the, the hospital fire at the beginning of the film has a lot to do with his own loss of his mother. Uh, he had to evacuate from the city to the countryside during the war. There's a lot of stuff here that's very like tied into his own use.
1: So which part was when he took LSD and hung out with a heron? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That happened to me. So maybe based it on my <laughs> I, own life. I the way
2: know. I get it is this is how he, you know, understood his life at that time. Because it is I mean, none of us have had to go through as insane of a time as World War II and you that's, know that's that's saying something else. Yeah, <laughs> i mean no trust me we've gone through a lot of crazy shit right yeah, now but, but not definitely. like world war ii yeah, yeah. in yeah. japan in world war Two, and like his dad literally in the factories There, it's like okay i get how a guy who became one of the best storytellers of our of like any generation is gonna probably have gone through you know reading this book probably and translating that story to his
1: life well yeah that's very much the reason the wind rises is is, is in that time frame as well like that that time frame is very personal to him, and this movie shows, you know, how personal it got to him, to the point where it, it changed his very way of looking at things. And when you like, when you understand that this is semi autobiographical, biographical? biographical, Yes, thank you. Sorry, it's. I'm really tired and I have work tomorrow. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, Your lips are in the shop. These are rented ones. Yes, and so but. the um, and so like you realize like why he is the way he is like more and more with that. Yeah, you, you get,
3: you get vibes that he must have played in the woods a lot as a kid and like just imagined all these like fantasy worlds and everything
2: like that.
1: And then he found porn in the woods and then it's, it all That's my story. <laughs> well, that's
2: my story. <laughs> this is like, he's, his life you keep finding more and more is like the lighthearted version of how Elden Ring got made. <laughs> where it's like, oh yeah, this was written by a Western guy and then, uh, we tried to translate it into what the Japanese think Western stories are. It's like, no, this is like the inverse of that where it's like he just found a way to take Eastern stories and make them just internet, you know, worldly and everyone can understand it. And I think that's what's so beautiful about this movie is I, I, the more I think about it, is I can see it maybe at number five for me, mm-hmm. but I can't see it much higher than that. But it's not because it's not like I'm not glued to this movie all the way through. I love all the characters that we get. Uh, oh, Kiriko, yeah. the, the fisherwoman and like how she builds out this world is such a wonderful character. Yeah. It's like that alone is like, and she's only for like a quarter of this movie at best. Yeah. And it's like every character in this movie. I don't even want to get to what you get with the parakeets because <laughs> the parakeet characters, like, I'll just say there's parakeet characters. And from there, it just builds what their whole purpose in this movie is. And it's brilliant. Actually, I love well, that. Why don't you go into your final thoughts? Yeah. Um. As I said, it's not. Like, I'm a huge Miyazaki fan, but I haven't seen all those movies, I'll fully admit. It's on my list very soon, because every time a new one comes out, I'm like, oh god, why haven't I done that? And this one just does the same thing, where I'm like, I want to say, definitely this is maybe the fifth best one I've seen, but why haven't I seen the other ones where I can actually justify that and say that? Because it just makes me happy while I'm seeing this movie, even when I'm confused by the plot. Um, It's definitely a movie that I'll say, if you've seen and loved any Studio Ghibli movie ever see this movie. There's no excuse not to at that point. If you've seen anything that anybody's ever told you is inspired by a Ghibli movie and you've enjoyed it, you need to see this movie. Like Mm. These are all the reasons to see this. You probably... There's a good chance you may feel like me and like Mike where it's definitely maybe not your top five even. There's a chance for that. But when you're saying... That's like saying, oh, I, I don't love this one Rembrandt but I... It's just a little bit worse than the other Rembrandt. It
1: really is. It's it's just like, this pizza's really good, but it's not nearly as good as the last one I had.
2: Exactly. And that's what Why this is. always come back to pizza with Because pizza, I right? love pizza, damn it. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, I talk about the peoples. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, So I mean, look, this is one of those ones where, like, when he, they finally release a newest version of all of the Miyazaki films, you know, in a box set on Blu-ray and 4K... I will be more than happy to revisit this. I'll probably revisit it before then. If I have any friends yeah. that are like, hey, well, how was that? I want to go see it. I'll be like, I'll come with you. I will definitely see it again, especially to pick up what I missed from some of the StreamLogic stuff. Um, so,
1: Would you say if you would watch the dub the next time?
2: Honestly, I'd be interested to. No, I, yeah, I, I would, would definitely. Yeah. Will, yeah. The
0: next time I watch this, I'll watch the dub out of curiosity to <laughs> see how that is. Exactly. And like oh, I said, sure, yeah. the dubs are usually great for Miyazaki films. So,
2: so yeah, I'm going to give it a strong... Eight out
0: of ten great granduncles. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I'm um, a Mike McAllister.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't have like a lot of history with Miyazaki either, but I I've liked the stuff more often. than I have it. I think that I, I do like actually the the first part of it because it is very, it feels more intimate and personal, and there is a certain relatability of like being someplace you're not used to and just exploring and um. Imagining yourself having great surreal adventures. And that just goes completely crazy. And, and yeah, it doesn't always make sense, but it's fascinating. And I mostly signed on to it because, one, I haven't watched Miyazaki a long time. But I've been fascinated by the uh, marketing or lack thereof in Japan. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because when they released it, they didn't have commercials, no trailers. They just had a very minimalist poster and just dropped it in the theater. And there's all this air mystery to it. So that's what really attracted me to it. Um, but it's it's a beautifully done film. It, it, and I'll probably watch the dub soon. <laughs> um just uh, I didn't love it as much as a lot of people did, but the thing is, you know, I, I if if you're a Miyazaki fan, I think you're gonna love it. <laughs> um I'm gonna give it seven out of ten. Um Parakeet will or Parakeet wielding knife plushes that I'm probably gonna see in Hot Topic in a couple of years. <laughs> Spider Mike.
1: Yeah, i I've, here's the thing. I as much as I have, like the, the negatives I said about the movie, I still think it's a really good movie. I'm not gonna pretend that, like, oh, this is a terrible movie. Like, no, it's just I've seen uh, most of Miyazaki's films. I would put this, like, on the lower end, but again, every single one of them is a damn near masterpiece, so that's like, you know, like I said, like, anything else pales in comparison to this fucking thing. And so, as it went on, I really enjoyed the relationship between him and the Heron a lot, as well as, yeah, like you said, when Kadiko Kirik- shows up, uh, the Fisherman version, at least, like, that shit was, like, amazing. Yeah. like i loved every sequ- like every explanation for how this world works how people sustain themselves even some stuff that happens later on that's like this is how how life basically happens and you're just like this shit's fucking crazy and i was just in awe the entire time and then you know stuff's introduced that's like that introduces the idea that this isn't even that this isn't, isn't even just a dream like state of place this is also like, time and space means nothing in this in this world. And I was just like, this is really cool. And, and you know, uh, uh, everything that got explained was so interesting and fascinating. And I actually wouldn't, wouldn't mind watching again, just so I can see if I get, get a better understanding of exactly what was going on now Me that too. I know more of what's happening. Mm. Especially something that happens at the end that I thought was really cool. And then... But the only issue I have with it is it just sort of ends. And that's... I kind of almost... Poignant when it comes to Miyazaki's career, if that makes sense, in this in that kind of way. I don't know. Um, I would have to give it eight out of ten. Tobacco addicted old people.
0: <laughs> Boy, are they! <laughs> like I will kill you for a cigarette right now. Uh, also, the old people. In the- yes, also the old people. Um, <laughs> look, so I seriously doubt anybody's listening this far it 's not already a Mi- Miyazaki fan. But I just have to tell you, if you are a Miyazaki fan. This is the film you want to go see in a theater. This is the movie that you want a master of animation to go out and go out on. And no question, he is the master of animation. Live still alive in the world today. Like almost everyone working in animation who you consider to be fantastic owes a huge debt to Miyazaki, has expressed a huge debt to Miyazaki because he is astonishing. And
3: the animation is just gorgeous. He just broke
0: barriers left and right throughout his career and made some of the most beautiful, incredible, insightful, soulful animated films ever made. And for me, this is the swan song. I really wanted as opposed to the wind, wind rises, which again, very good, but not the movie I wanted from yeah. Miyazaki. The Zim going back and taking sort of pieces of everything he's done. Not not in the sense of like things he's grabbing from other movies like as actual things, but themes uh, like the darkness of uh, like Princess Mononoke that's in there, the surrealism of Spirited Away and the World War II themes of the, the Wind Rises and things like that where it all sort of comes together, this ultimate culmination point of him going, I really want to make a film. That people who've loved me my whole career, the movie they want to see, and yet still is deeply personal, like we said, it has like all those elements from his own childhood that are built baked into the story. Um, I just found this transcendent and fascinating. Um, I can't wait to see it again again. I' will probably watch the dub version because like I, I get it. people get like so aggro about the dub versions, but they really do across board. Dub versions of Miyazaki films are the only dub versions to watch. If you're going to
1: that. And based on Robert Pattinson's voice, he understood the assignment. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. Um, I,
0: I love the Lynchian dream logic. I mean, it's weird to call it Lynchian cause it's not, but you can't help but like compare it to some level. Cause it is one of his more abstract movies in some ways. And the darkness that's there, there's this underlying darkness through a lot of it. That's like at points outright horror like yeah. their points yeah. are like wow that's some scary horror shit that you put into the script and even gore at yeah. points mm-hmm. sort of like fish gore enough if, if you will that I'm like okay unless you got bird shit gore in which case that's a lot you haven't shit on by a bird it's pretty gross it's supposed yeah. to be a good so, leg
2: yeah
0: <laughs> uh i love they're this. very
3: lucky people
0: really really love this i can't wait to see it again it's one of the finest animated films of this year and like i said a true the swan song we wanted from hayao miyazaki unless of course he lives long enough to do another one which i know he'll try yes yeah, sure. <laughs> so i'm gonna give this 9.5 out of 10 adorable uh cum drops
2: <laughs> I mean, all I could think about with them Really was the Adipose from Doctor Who Yeah, no, I 100% was like Oh, it's the Adipose from no. Doctor Who Which are also
0: uh, adorable yeah. cum drops yeah. they are I haven't watched Doctor Who songs, so I forgot they
1: exist. Uh, no. Why do you guys know about so many cum drop Characters? Uh, well, Mike?
3: You ever go on DeviantArt?
0: <laughs> there's this thing called
1: sex We'll talk
0: off mic like
1: with have, a person. Has anyone
3: <laughs> talked to you about We're going to talk about the heroines and the bees You're talking about the weak,
1: weak, nudge, nudge, Santa Mara? I have with, a, a special
2: interest, Mike